At 34 years old, Sarah of Minneapolis, an active mother of two young boys, was living the life she wanted to live. I was very active. I was fit. Um, I was a mom, so I was actually part of a fitness community just for moms that could get together. We had running groups and workout groups, so I was very active and healthy. And, you know, I lived at the beach, went to the beach all the time, you know, raised my kids in the ocean, uh, traveled a bit, and just, you know, was living the life you thought, you know, you would live as, um, as you grew up. I mean, it was everything I'd wanted um, in terms of having a family and just being generally happy in life. A diagnosis of metastatic colon cancer turned Sarah's world upside down. Often, when someone is diagnosed with cancer, the word fight is used. But from the moment she was diagnosed, the cancer wasn't Sarah's only fight. She suddenly found herself fighting for better care from her doctors, fighting to get better support from specialists for the symptoms and side effects of treatment, and fighting to remain active with her children. This is Sarah's palliative care story. For years, Sarah's cancer was misdiagnosed. Beginning in her mid-20s, she had gone to multiple doctors with digestive and bowel issues, but it wasn't until over a decade later when tests revealed the cancer. Sarah was given the difficult news by her gastroenterologist the day before Thanksgiving. He told her to go home for the weekend, and he'd explain more on Monday. For Sarah, that was not good enough. I was severely let down by the provider. Unfortunately, with some family connections, I was able to get in touch with a colorectal surgeon the next day. Um, he was a family friend. He actually called me at home on Thanksgiving Day. I read through everything I was given. He explained what it was, what would happen, what he would do as a surgeon. And he said, I remember very clearly, I'm not your doctor, but I've already called my patient care nurse. She's, you know, going to call you. She's going to set up a CT scan, an appointment with me, this, this, and the other. And I said, well, you sold me. You know, you're not my doctor, but you are now. Because just the care he put into, you know, this poor little girl who was, sobbing, holding her baby on Thanksgiving Day, you know, he took the time out to call and immediately made me feel comfortable and immediately kind of wrapped that hypothetical blanket around me and said, we're going to take care of you. You know, this is going to be okay. Here's what we're going to do. I've already put the ball in motion. And the fact that he had a patient care nurse, which did not even resonate with me at the time, was magic. This experience inspired Sarah to take more control of her care. From that moment on, she was going to fight for the right treatment and support at all costs. I think any serious illness is going to make a patient assess their life and their values and their priorities and their purpose. Um, for me, it's probably just my tenacious personality. Um, I think anybody that knows me would agree with this, but I, I do like to take, to take charge of things in my own life, and I have a very, let's say, determined way of the way, the way I think things should go, and I'm a very empowered person in general, um, kind of girl my dad raised to um, be, be the boss of my own life. So I think as I continued on in treatment and it was evident the standard of care wasn't going to necessarily, you know, be one and done for me, it was important to me that I started to understand what my options were, what my choices were. And even in care, I think a lot of times, you know, we're assigned a, a doctor and we assume we have to stick with that doctor, you know, or we have to stick with a treatment plan because that's what the doctor said and they're in charge. You know, and I, I knew that, you know, I was the client, essentially. You know, any, anything is a business. Everything is a business, including oncology and, and healthcare. And I saw myself as the client, and they wanted my business, so they should incorporate me into decision-making, 
and they should incorporate me and my opinion into how we're going to best take care of me. So I definitely wasn't one of those patients that just kind of sat back and trusted my doctor fully. Treatment options for Sarah included targeted therapies and several rounds of aggressive chemotherapy. The side effects of these treatments included nausea, fatigue, and joint pain. With the colon cancer itself causing immense discomfort, as well as a chronic cough developed when the cancer spread to the lungs, pain was a constant. Being the strong-willed patient she was, Sarah began to find her own specialists from all disciplines who could help her feel better. If she didn't like one specialist, she'd move on to find another. Eventually, she pieced together her own makeshift team of oncologists, pain specialists, pharmacists, physical therapists, and more to help her remain as active as possible. I deserved that, and every patient deserves to be treated as a whole person um, and not just as the disease they happen to have. Ultimately, you're the one in charge because it's your body and your health. And I think if you're happy with your provider, you're, it's going to take the stress out of your treatment and it's going to improve your quality of life. It had been years since her diagnosis, and Sarah was chatting with a friend about how she fought to put together her own group of specialists. The friend replied by saying, that sounds a lot like palliative care. I knew what palliative care was. Um, I had lobbied for it at the state level um, with our, our local government. Um, and at the time when I first started to lobby for it, I kind of assumed it wasn't a specialty where it was more just a type of care that kind of summed up what I was doing for people living with serious illness. Um, and living long-term with serious illness like I was. And um, it wasn't until I started to read a little bit more about it that I found out it was a specialty that was at my own cancer center. Sarah explains what her friend said to give her that nudge towards palliative care. Why don't you actually go see a palliative care doctor? Just to talk to, talk to them and understand what they do better and see if there's anything they can do for you. And I kind of was like, yeah, yeah, maybe I'll do that and just see. See if there's any gaps they can find in this masterful plan that I've put together for myself. Now, palliative care is specialized medical care for people with serious illness. This type of care is focused on providing relief from the symptoms and stress involved with a serious illness. The goal is to improve quality of life for both the patient and the family. Palliative care is provided by a specially trained team of doctors, nurses, and other specialists who work together with the patient's other doctors to provide an extra layer of support. It's appropriate at any age and at any stage of an illness, and it can be provided along with curative treatment. Sarah recalls the initial meeting with her palliative care doctor. It was more to kind of gauge a better understanding of what they did day-to-day in working with patients, but it was very evident right away that she was able to find gaps in, in my care that I didn't even know existed. And so here I was just kind of dumbfounded and amazed where I thought I had this amazing care plan and I felt like all my needs were being met, and life was great. And in just one meeting with the palliative care doctor, she was able to identify things that I was missing or didn't have, and she was able to fill those gaps that I needed and then show me additional services that would be available to me should I need them. Walking out of that initial meeting, Sarah had what she called her aha moment. Oh, my gosh, I thought I was doing it right, and it turns out there's, I could be doing it even better. And so that's what really kind of lit a fire into me to advocate more for palliative care and really encourage my fellow patients to seek it out because, you know, for those that are empowered or for those that aren't, I said, you know, we all have gaps in our care that we may not even realize are there. And that's what's beautiful about a palliative care doctor is they see the bigger picture and they can find those gaps and they can help fill them in if we want them filled in and really just round out our care plan and improve our quality of life. Sarah began to see palliative care and take advantage of their many specialists. 
as I see it now, the palliative care doctor is kind of the conductor of the orchestra. You know, where for so long I had put my oncologist at the center, and I thought my oncologist was the conductor of the orchestra, I realized it, it works so much better and the orchestra sounds better when the palliative care doctor is the conductor, you know, and they're making sure that the oncologist is, you know, playing their part and, you know, all the other pieces of the care plan. You know, they're all different sections of the orchestra, and they're all working together, but also, you know, playing their part, be it melody or harmony, at whatever point during your care you need to be playing. Through palliative care, Sarah has also been connected with a dermatologist and podiatrist to discuss treatment related to skin and foot issues. She also sees an acupuncturist to help with neuropathy, a common side effect of chemotherapy that causes pain to the hands and feet. Having her pain better managed has given Sarah more time at home with her kids and has allowed her to travel, exercise, and cope with the roller coaster of treatment. For me specifically, I feel like palliative care came in and and showed me where I was lacking in my care. Side effects are inevitable with chemotherapy, and, you know, we have all these things we can throw at them. I felt like there's a unique, you know, we're a unique team, and that she truly is on my side, and she's truly going to bat for me, and she's not going to accept anything less than my happiness and my comfort and and my um, control over the side effects um, that I was dealing with. And when I say side effects, it's not just physical. It's not just the usual nausea or skin issues or fatigue or pain. It's the family support, the making sure my kids are supported. Um, she offered me a chaplain. You know, I had never considered the role of spiritual support in cancer treatment. And she said, you know, if you need to talk to somebody, we have a chaplain. If you need to talk to a counselor, we have, you know, I have access to all of that stuff. So I felt like I really had this, this doctor on my side and not just for my disease, but she was on my side for every aspect of my life that ultimately rolled into, you know, how I fight my disease. With better support, Sarah can now handle the roadblocks ahead. I don't have a choice, and so I've kind of learned to incorporate that into my life and balance the side effects with trying to be a mom and trying to work and traveling and just living life and in finding that right balance where I can do the treatment, you know, feel sick, feel miserable, but also, you know, still have a good life and still have a good quality of life and still, as my own oncologist tells me all the time, that I'm, I'm thriving with cancer. Um, and I take that as a compliment. Is I've, I've somebody that's been able to take the disease and not only is it giving me purpose in life, I've used it to kind of transform my own way of thinking and living my life and I've been able to thrive with the disease. And I think a lot of the reason I've been able to thrive is because I work with my health care team to manage side effects so that my quality of life isn't dampered too much and I'm able to go out there and still be the mom and still be young and still travel and, and still enjoy, you know, to what extent I can. Knowing that palliative care can support her at every turn has helped Sarah focus elsewhere. By alleviating that stress and burden and worry and concern, I'm able to maybe focus on myself a little bit more or get the extra rest I need or takes that load off. Sarah remains close with her palliative care doctor as she continues to work with her oncologist to treat the cancer. She's my ultimate coach. She's my ultimate partner in in making sure that the whole picture, my, you know, everything that ultimately works together, you know, in my care is running smoothly and that I have the least amount of burden on me as a patient um, possible. In addition to living a more active life, Sarah has now become an advocate for palliative care. 
She's written several articles promoting its services and speaks often at conferences and events. I you know, always tell people, you know, ad- being an advocate has many faces. You know, it can be storming the halls of, you know, Washington, D.C. It could also be sitting in your bed, messaging with another patient and giving them the tools they need to seek better care for themselves and be empowered and understand their disease and understand what's available to them, you know, and how to find it on their own. And if I can, through my writing and talking about my experiences with it and the role it's played in my life and how it's improved my care, um, just in illustrating that, I'm, I feel like I can advocate for it so that other patients can see what it is, see what it looks like, and see how they can incorporate it into their own care. Sarah says that the role her palliative care team played and continues to play in tackling the pain, stress, and other symptoms has been a game changer. You know, that you can really tell when you work with them that their greatest concern is the quality of life and the health of their patient, and those are the people we need taking care of us. To find out more information about how you or a loved one can benefit from palliative care, visit getpalliativecare.org.